0: Shop of Maniacs. You are listening to another COVID edition of the Shop Talk Show. I'm Dave. Got the got the vid. Did mm. you Rupert seriously? Off, man. Yeah. With me is Chris, Healthy Choir. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Yeah. So if you hear yeah. me kind of nasally and gravelly, that's uh, that's the old. That's because you're in freaking quarantine. Yeah. Seriously. Oh my god. Well, it's uh, yeah. I'm just living a country music song here over here. But uh, yeah, it was one night. My daughter, you know, my blessed yep. daughter, my beautiful baby. girl. Girl, my baby girl comes into the bedroom. Oh, I'm not feeling well. Not feeling well. Sure, honey, you lay down. Yeah, uh, she's snoring so loud in my face. I like literally woke up and go, "You're so loud." <laughs> yeah, sympathy she hadn't kicked in at this didn't point. Didn't yeah. quite. Wasn't there. I just was mad. Uh, and then I think she had COVID. She never tested positive, but um, uh, she had COVID. And then she wonderfully just just the gift that keeps on giving gave it to me. So she probably got it at school. Wow. So. Yeah, well,
1: it's still around this damn thing. I have also never tested positive and I haven't been sick. I haven't had this sniffles in I feel like years. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I do take a, a multivitamin, so I in my mind, I take the multivitamin, I take a little I take a little cocktail of stuff, which i this is definitely folk wisdom garbage, but Oh no, I'm this like, is whatever I the do. The Joe Rogan
0: podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is going to tell you all his supplements.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Follow this URL. And take the same one I do. No, hell no. I don't even have a <laughs> preferred brand. I just buy the one that's at the grocery store, you know? But I take my little, my little, uh, the fish oils. got have that. Oh,
0: yeah. Got that's, that one's the I magic. I take a
1: little one. calcium and magnesium, you know, for the bones. And mm, that's good. And that's good. Now I'm on blood pressure medication too. Ooh. I'm sure people really give a shit. <laughs> but it's high. So, but, you know, the technological angle here is that I have a, um, a Wi-Fi scale or whatever. I don't know how. Yeah, to say. yeah, yeah. I feel old saying that. Like, of course, it's Wi-Fi, right? I, I don't know. It's internet are there connected. Non, are there non-Wi-Fi
0: scales now? Yeah. Is it, do we just call them scales? Yeah, that's a good or question. Or do you say,
1: why does the connectivity method matter for the scale? You know, like, I don't know. It connects to my phone. I don't know what it does. It's, it's great. Um, yeah. So the, there's an app. The app is fine. It's called Cardio, but like instead of a C, it's a Q.
0: Ooh, okay, all right, okay, yeah, fine, yeah. whatever. I have
1: the Withings one, so should, I yeah. think I've seen that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I didn't decide. Miranda came home with it one day. It turns out I kind of like it. It's just a scale. I don't know. It has a little smiley face on it. Tells me I weigh too much, but yeah. I have the data now, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, but you know, then I go to the doctor, and they got high blood pressure. You know, like every time you come in here, it's high. So maybe we should deal with it. She's like, you should take it at home. You know, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, I got to do that at home. That sucks. Turns out this cardio company, they make one too. You slide it over your arm Little and it's, it just, yeah. you know, you press a button on the app and it goes, Bzz, you know, figures out your blood pressure. And I'm like, oh, that's technology. Good job. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd work, for, you know, I'm not looking for a job, but I would work somewhere like that. That's clearly doing something with great UX that helps people. But isn't you know that's just in a totally different industry or something. I don't even know how well they're doing, but I, it does appeal to me that I'm like, "There, good job, team." Yeah,
0: that's um, great. Helping people good. out.
1: So I'd give the numbers to my doctor, and they say, "Well, that did you know, yes, you you have high blood pressure." You know, I never don't. No, man. And uh, they give me a pill. Take the pill. Keep taking the blood pressure. Just nothing. Still high.
0: <laughs> Still high. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, I have this weird thing. I, uh, uh, whatever. I'm. We're talking about medical maladies here on the Shop yes. talk show. Uh Show,
1: Med Talk Show, Med yeah. Talk Show, uh,
0: personal <laughs> health information show, PPI show, <laughs> uh, the uh, or PII. Whatever. Um. Uh. I have this thing called white coat syndrome. Do you know what that is? Where white where coat syndrome? No, I don't know it. Is it? This- it's basically this idea. Like if you see a doctor or somebody in a lab coat, you get stressed out. Like it causes you stress in a physiological response. So even my dentist, you know how they give you the little cuff and do a little blood test, you know, they, they, they look at the number and they're like, this guy's gonna die. (laughs) 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 They're like, eyes are so huge. They're like, um, are you feeling okay? You know, like they, they don't know what to do. It's so, well, did they send you home? Uh, no, the, I just, I've, I've learned to like explain, you know, and, and there is this like degree of like, you know, stress and, you know, like not feeling well and stuff like that. Like, uh, like, you know, when you run your own business, you're stressed, you know, like, there like, is some stress, like, I actually saw a doctor and he was just, you know, he's a bit more of a hippie guy, like would never prescribe meds kind of dude, you know, DDO or whatever they're called. And he just was like, you're not, (laughs) you just need to chill out. And he like, you know, got the right sized arm cuff and he did it. Like waited there for like ten minutes and then did it and then he was like, it was fine you know it was fine. Um, and they I always mean, say that every time I go in, they're like, ah, eh, it's they write it off.
1: Your high, my heart blood pressure because they're like, I don't know. Okay, so you exercise this morning and you're sitting in a doctor's office. Like, yeah, it's whatever. It's just that.
0: Like, we're but not it's not yeah. just that for me. Like, absolutely not. It's just like a high. Your 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 prime pump. A, a high. You know. Uh, uh, It's 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 the 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 most one to one
1: health thing from your job to your health. It's just amazing to me that I don't know stress, and it's not just stress for me. It's mostly overweightness, but still stress is involved too. That that immediately makes your blood problematic. You know,
0: like it's not there's not a little hop, skip, and a jump there. It's just like one to one. Yeah, I mean, I I, so health journey stuff. Like, I mean, I you know, I've like dropped my heart rate about ten. BPM or 12 BPM just through, and that's my Apple watch telling me that just by trying to be more chill, you know, like, just like, Hey man, we're getting a little stressed out. I'm just going to take a step back. And like, you know, like in interrupting wow. that stress response cycle and stuff like and that. So that's your pulse is lower. My like average pulse is like 12 BPMs lower. I was like running at 120% basically like, Ooh. like 80 BPM or 77 BPM yeah, all the time. You shouldn't be that all the time. That's like kind of a light walk all the time. Right. Uh, you know, I've lost weight. That's good. If you want to shred another five pounds, get COVID. <laughs> hey, just throwing that out there quick way to show you another five pounds uh but it's um but no it's like a like all this stuff you know it I, i'm feeling better than i ever have but it's just this like man it's it's constant uh, work I mean, it's not easy it's not fun i'm mad about food all the time but but i think the big sign was like bringing my heart down that was like huge you know nice. so that's but, real man you're gonna yeah, I just got some years back. Yeah, hopefully. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not just running a marathon and getting fatter all the time. So I think like that stress is like my body just like convert. It's like, oh, you're stressed? Yeah, a bear is attacking us. Let's bucket calories. You know, like I think that's how my body responds to stress. It, It's not like I'm, I'm not like a binge eater. I'm not like a emotional eater so much. You know, I do like to eat my feelings sometimes, you know, but like I'm not big into that. Uh, my thing is I usually forget to eat and I make a bad decision, you know, like it's like two o'clock. I'm like, Oh yeah, I haven't eaten. I guess I'm going to Wendy's, you know, that's like my MO. Like I, but I think a big thing is like not being stressed has helped out my body and this is not health advice. You know, you talk to an actual doctor, but like it's, that's, I think my wife has noticed like it's been a huge, uh, Huge boon for my just weight and health and everything. So, well, that's excellent. Let's do a tech, a tech one. Just switch, switch from, back I'm to sure tech. We'll, All right, switch just back for to a tech. minute.
1: We can switch back. But John Elwood writes in about this. is Just a did you know? And I think it's All a right. good one. Chrome Dev Tools Network tab. You go to a, one of the network requests, which I do this every day of my life because I'm whatever. I'll even like, where's this image on this web page? Boom! I go network test. Uh, and I filter by images and then I just find the image I'm looking for in the the list so I can drag it to my desktop or whatever. That's how you do it, right? It is. I mean, but I don't know. It it, it depends because that's how I'll do it. Like if I've already tried to right click, save image as and anything impedes me in any way. Like if there's something over it or it's a CSS background image, actually, mm-hmm. or something is stopping my ability to right-click, save as, I'm like, I, you can't stop me. I will stick your image.
0: Your image just belonged to me. Try uh, anyway. Try Instagram. Just try. I'm coming for you. But anything, I'm,
1: I'm constantly filtering by XHR too or whatever mm-hmm. they call that. XHR, did I say that right? I guess I did. Like, I mean, like a, you know, just a network request that happens after the original page load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just because that's interesting. It'll be some API usage or something. But any of those network requests, John Elwood reminds us that you can right click on them, get a context menu. I think that's what he's saying here. There's a, there's a copy option with a little arrow that points to more. And if you hover over the copy item, you, you get different ways to copy it. You can copy it. You can copy just the headers. You can copy just the response. But also, you can copy as fetch, which is really interesting. It'll give you a little chunk of code in JavaScript fetch code. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just like ready to use. You could dump it in a code pen or whatever and try it. Or there's copy as node fetch, copy as curl. Whoa. That's all very interesting, you know? And then it's just because maybe that's why you're in there at all. Yeah. Is because you're like, what's wrong with this request? I, I need to go bring it over to some other code. It helps you out. It reminds me in Code Pen, our, our, our pro feature of asset hosting, when you upload assets, we also have like a three dot menu and we allow you to copy it as all kinds of stuff. You upload an image, it'll It'll be like copy, but copy as an IMG tag, or copy as a CSS background image. You know, we're like, I know what you're doing with this, mm-hmm. so can I help you? And uh, good tip, John Elwood, copy as, and it copies a bunch of other stuff. I I I knew about that one, but I, I don't use it as much as I should. It's good to have a little reminder of it. And uh, what well, the one thing I do use all the time is to like copy outer HTML or whatever out of the DOM. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. give me this whole chunk of. Whole chunk of HTML. That's a good one.
0: Isn't it weird how, like, copy? It's just not, it's not copy. It's. I think if you command C it it is copy but it, like it'll copy the outer HTML but then yeah it's weird it gives you like inner and outer like I care I, I was like <laughs> copy the thing I just clicked
1: on please uh, what it doesn't have is inner that's the one that bo- bothers me oh, I'm like interesting. Oh, I often do want the inner because you have to copy like one node so if there's like for uh, example yeah, yeah, div yeah, yeah. class equals article and then like 50p tags in it what I want is just the 50p tags but you can't True. get 50p tags you have to copy the the article with the outside div as well. They should have inner. That would be better.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Can't get 50 P tags, man. That's too bad.
1: No, I think it, yeah, there's some limitation. It just allows you to pick one node and you can copy that one. (laughs) This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by Miro. Miro is an online visual workspace for your team. It can do all kinds of stuff, super advanced product. Like for example, if you need to do like a diagram of something like, okay, we're working on this software product. It's actually a little bit complicated and I want to draw it out for you. I want to draw our web server here and our microservices over here and our database over here. I need to connect them because there's logic. Sometimes it splits off. Sometimes it's got to go fetch resources from this other server. Miro's amazing at that. I can draw that out and have everybody on my team have access to it and comment on it, even listen to me talk about it right in, on a Miro board. It's just that's something you can do in an infinite canvas online visual workspace. On another board, we could be doing project management and having tickets in there that come in from another source and we're organizing and dragging them around together as a team. Or we could have a meeting and keep meeting notes in there with sticky notes all over the place. There's all kinds of great stuff that keep people on the same page that you can do through Miro boards. So find simplicity in your most complex projects with Miro. Your first three Miro boards are free when you sign up to today at miro.com slash podcast. That's three free boards at miro.com slash podcast. YouTube video this week everybody was talking about and, yes. and listening to it's one of those ones that like it goes against all uh, you know philosophy of videos that they should be short and sweet this is four hours long H bomber guys uh, plagiarism and YouTube uh, which I'm about three quarters through now I really had to chip away at it really a journey it starts out with him like kind of complaining about some people that ripped off him I think and you're like oh my god is this like a four hour bitch fest, but then it it moves on to talking about other people's plagiarism. And it, it is it a hell of a name names takedown super drama. It's pretty good. Yeah.
0: It's it's uh, phenomenal four hours, right? You see that number, you're like, nope, you know, like any video on the internet. And that's no way. Yeah. But enough people are like this was wild, and I think Alan in the, uh, d- d- the Discord was like, I, I watched it at 2X and it only took two hours, and I was like, eh, I got COVID, I could watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you made it all the way? That's, I made it good. all the way. Well, it's like one takedown would be devastating, right? Right. But this is like five back-to-back takedowns. And he-
1: right. Clearly actually researched, although I didn't research his research. That's what I was feeling like watching it. I'm like... Am I making the same mistake as the people who are watching the the plagiarized videos are making, where you just just assume everything they're saying is true? True. true, So I just watched it almost for the popcorn value of it, and he's very funny. It's like no, it's the first video I've ever seen. Apparently, he's already extremely popular i uh but i I enjoy, I enjoyed the good takedown and they're they people that I don't have a cold heart, but I feel like deserved it because in every case they what they did was they doubled down never doubled down they they didn't say, oh man, you call me out. I really should have done a better job crediting it you know in every case they they tried to do some twisty crap to get out of it and that's what that's what really bugs you
0: you know yeah they like literally would try to like flip words. To like make it look like they said it, you know, and and that's the thing about like the blogs and the forums and everything they're stealing from. It was like these these have like date stamps on it, you know. Your video, you know, they didn't copy you; you copied them. You know, like it's very o- obvious and traceable, and you know, it's it make it made me think a lot about um, just like tech stuff I mean how often are we plagiarizing each other I'm sure I'm guilty uh, you know or I did not sufficiently credit something you know what I mean that that's like the nagging feeling I have I've have like uh whatever like Publisher guilt or something going on, but it, I'm in sure what I way have. though? What are you thinking of when you? I'm say just that? thinking of like you know maybe there's a talk I did or something where like add breakpoints when things get weird, man. You know, and I'm like, was that a oh. Stephen Hay quote? And I didn't know that, and I didn't. I see, I see. Cite Stephen Hay because I didn't know that, or like, or is that even a Nathan Curtis thing? Who said that? For, I don't know. You know, and I think that some of that's like my. Idiocy. Like I don't have enough journalism skills to like go find, you know, or patience is probably the actual word, but like to go find the source, you know. But but it's something I definitely like want to do uh, more often. Um, you know, we can't always add sources like here in Shop Talk because we're just like talking you know it's hard to like pause the show and be like let me go find out where that was actually said yeah, maybe the show is full of the same stuff but it,
1: it's not like the narrative thrust of our show though you know in the examples in the h bomber guy video they're like dude he's like reading passages of a book without credit like i
0: don't think we do that do we no we don't do that and and i think we we try to credit whenever possible uh you yeah, or i think we we push towards that but but it just made me realize that like i don't know i i had a you know interesting (laughs) you know kind of situation where somebody took an article i did like a css trick i did and they did Mm -hmm. the same trick but with variables with css variables you know and and i was like okay you know this is right after i watched this video and i was like um okay yeah i mean i i like it you know i think that's cool rebound you know but i think i was like cited as like article you know like like in Mm. an article somebody wrote you know this or something um anyway it's it's just been uh it's been interesting I don't know. The fact that you're worried about it goes a long
1: way. You know, I feel like we've got that. That's happened on this show a number of times when people write in. They're like, "Um, what should I learn next?" Or like, "Do I? Am I really good enough?" And I think of moments like when they write. I'm like, the fact that you're listening to a show about web designed and development and you're actively trying to get better. I'm like, you're so far ahead of the game. Because of how much you already care.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think like, but I think it's just our job to care. And, you know, it's very often, you know, I'll see people all the time. It's like, I invented this CSS trick, you know? It's like, no, you didn't. That was like, you know, I don't know, Stephanie Eccles, you know, like that. that's who that did that one. You know, like it's... I would remind people that it's really fun and benefits you in all ways to cry. Oh, doesn't it, right? Because
1: even looking cynically at it, the chance of you giving a lot of credit with something that you say, the chances of them then helping you out by like resharing it or something and like the warm fuzzies they get, you know, I'm sure there's limits or whatever to to this. But if you say, look at this amazing thing somebody else
0: did, that's a very wonderful, positive thing. I feel like nothing, only good things can happen. Well, like that that, that example where that guy extended my trick right uh he was part of it was like can you post about it you, you know and i was like ah okay <laughs> like okay. you know what would have been cool or easier and i would have auto retweeted it like is if you posted like hey i saw dave's trick and i made it like i made it a, i took it a little bit further and it's very cool right. and i'm using it in production instant retweet you know like yeah, boom I'm doing it. What happened? I'll probably post about it, but it's fine. It's, but it's just like, I I just was like, Oh, I'm just in a weird place where it's like, Hey, I took your thing and now can you post about it? And it was like, Oh, um, I don't know what to do. I'll, yeah, I'll get back to it. I have COVID. So,
1: Um, Oh, I see. It was like a weird request rather than a yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah,
0: you know when somebody's like, "Can you talk about my thing on your podcast?" Or yeah, I'm sure we get a few of those a week. But it's just like, oh, well. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe Um, you should also talk about it. Yeah,
1: don't don't you think of like you know we both read Kotke and stuff. Like when he's like, oh, this is the here's the you know the coolest wildlife photographer awards are out for the year, and he'll put like four of them in there. But clearly, you know there's a lot more posted so you should probably go look at those but me as somebody who's like i appreciate that but i'm busy and you probably picked the four coolest ones anyway so i feel like now i've seen some amazing wildlife photos i'm not going to click over is that it's not plagiarism i would never accuse jason is a stand up absolute guy credits everything amazing at it but there is like some weird line like what if you posted all of the winners now what are you is that Did you just call the web? you
0: put that website on your website yeah. that's what it sounds like is yeah, that the yeah. big P word on that one or what's how do you ca- talk about that well, I, I think there's like cocky is probably he's been doing it long enough right he just and knows like, the line and it, boing boing like he's probably figured out the line you know like or, or not like maliciously like he's like A B testing how much he's he can steal the line. right yeah, yeah no. like but I, I think he's just like that's enough like that I did you know a yeah. little threes or something like that i'll do three of the best ones or five of the best ones or something and um, it's not like
1: he's like i just want the clicks or and he's not doing anything malicious he's trying to show you how cool it is i don't
0: even know how he makes money man
1: <laughs> uh, well there's right. membership but the membership doesn't unlock a whole hell of a lot okay here's a one for you though. let's say th- th- this is I, I i've always stopped short of this. I, mean, I feel like I'm being defensive before I even tell you what it is. But let's well, say you're that's like
0: That's a sign. That's a sign know, you, did it wrong. you committed the sin. Go ahead. I know it is.
1: <laughs> like you're in this web design position where you're like, I need to style like a blog post and I really care about the typography and I'm, I'm envious of so many other websites that just have like paragraphs and separators and lists and stuff within the blog post that just look great.
0: So yeah, where to to where it's like one point line height one point three and one point four look wrong like one point four is wrong.
1: I need one like, point three four seven eight right. So here's what I'm gonna do. I think Ethan Marcotte does so. Ethan, oh, I love Ethan. His site is so beautiful. I'm not gonna copy his site, but the type on his blog posts, ooh ooh, ooh Nelly, it is good looking. So I'm gonna take the exact font, the exact size, the exact line height.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Am I have I crossed the p line yet? Can I am I allowed to have that font in that size and that line height? May, maybe not. You know, like it feels a little it's starting to get there to if me. If you're using tailwind, yeah, totally, but <laughs> <laughs> um but not, then what if you what if you pick the same purple background like the you just color sample his purple <laughs> and you use that too. I feel like that maybe pushes it over. Well, and then it looks white, but on Ethan's site it's not white. It's little, tiny, tiny, tiny bit gray. What if you copy that too? I feel like now you're just—that's it—is kind of weird theft. But uh, but that's just my line. I don't think that's everybody's
0: line. Uh, reverse ship of Theseus or whatever. Like you, how many? How much do you have to steal from Ethan's site to make it to make? It a theft, you know? Like, yeah, that's it's tough, man. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer, uh, and maybe there's there's probably some like, you know, paying homage. Obviously, you should like give credit in some kind of blog post. I was so inspired by Ethan's setup. I started with this. Yeah, all, does that all of a sudden, you know, sudden make it I'm okay gonna,
1: then? Just because you did that in some kind of like redesign
0: credit blog post or something maybe it mm, maybe does maybe not then. maybe not though you know i mean maybe somebody stole the thing entirely so yeah you know we had a agency early days we we had a we're like in our old Paravel Amigos stage, where we had like our drawings on the website, somebody the agency of Pakistan stole our whole entire website, like verbatim, word for word, and then put uh Nintendo Me's instead of like our, our custom illustration. It looked a little different. Um, mm. I, I was uh, but it was just like, ooh, you like stole the whole thing, you like st- the. You hotlinked the background images, even like that's how we found out about it, you know. And um, it was just like, okay, I mean, I don't know, yeah. I, I wonder if it, there's an intent thing behind it, too. I mean, like, are you grifting? Are you a CSS grifter? Like, is that yeah. the intent, you know? Like, it, it, are you just trying to grift some money out of people? Or, or
1: I listened to a podcast, Define Grift, the other day, or or, or or Be Clear About It, and I really appreciated it. It was. I wish I wrote it down because it was, I think it's on my two blog list to look up. But the, but the point was that you're, you're the spirit of what you're doing isn't to help or teach your spirit of what you're doing is, is, is personally motivated. Sell something, grow yourself, grow your brand. It's like that's, that's the purpose of it. And that's why I think that word really works with a lot of social media, new media stuff with people, you know, like, a, like, you know, I was Complaining about like, you know, try to search search CSS on TikTok and just see the garbage that comes up. These people, it has that feeling of, you're not trying to teach me something. You're trying to be like, you like this, right? I give you this. Press mm-hmm. like,
0: you know. Mm. I want to grow These myself. These are the keywords you like. Hulk yes. give you keywords. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's
1: what it feels like. Anyway, and I, and I, regardless of your intention or not, when it feels like that to me, then I, I, I'm not shy at calling grift.
0: Man, we should get. We should have a uh, Ethan uh, send in an audio. Like, uh, at what point would you be upset if we stole? <laughs> How much of your site could we steal? And what would yeah, you before be you upset said something?
1: That? I picked Ethan on purpose because I thought. you you should. of all the people you should never do that to. It's somebody like as nice and generous as, as Ethan is, you know? And, and, but I, I, I wonder, cause he is principled too. At what point would he say something like, is his personality such that he would never say something? Cause he's like, I don't, I can't like, I just, I'm not going to involve myself in drama. Just, I don't care anymore, you know? Or would he be like, I need to say something to kind of like protect the industry of design like I can't really? have people in my position just not saying anything because that doesn't send the right message to people following in my footsteps or whatever. I don't know what he would say. It's complicated.
0: I'm messing with his headlines. If it's one, line height one point one, if you set to one point two, it's wrong. You know yep. what I mean? He just it's there's a that's like that's where it's like that's design and and maybe here's where I'll say I think it's okay to take Ethan's type setup, but. I, I think you've not, not you specifically, Chris, but, but mm. I, I would say this about myself. It's like you've now put yourself in a situation where you're kind of a phony. Like, like you have played yourself in a way, like you've put your typography skills a little bit higher than what you actually can do. Does that, and, um, and so you're presenting yourself, you know, it, it, as like a little bit uh higher than than what you're capable of i could
1: see that but how do you ever get any better Then are you can you not emulate somebody to level yourself up over time i mean are you just stuck in time
0: you should but i i guess it's like you know when i start writing a book on typography i probably am not the you know not the expert you know that's where i've like you know the plagiarism has gone too far. If every single website where I'm setting up for somebody, I'm going and stealing somebody's type setup, you know, but then is it if you go to a website where they're like, Hey, steal this type setup, like, you know, is that like, uh, did you, did you do it wrong? Yeah. I think for a long time, Jason Santa Maria offered the sort of like type pairings over on the Typekit blog and stuff like that for a long time. But mm,
1: I like that. That's my favorite. Uh, uh, speaking of typography specifically, I have to see examples because when I, I when I read about like t- typography, it's so vague. It's so easy to slip into just i don't know overly thinky stuff and i'm just like i'm not getting anything out of this like anything i've learned about typography which is limited let's say it's because i'm i'm seeing like a do this don't do this example Mm. and i'm like yes i can see it i clearly see how one is better than the other and i now know that forever
0: but can i type the right things to make it not be wrong no I think I have graphic design reference and the anatomy of type up there. I haven't read them. So, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read them. I just put them
1: in the back of my videos. So,
0: just to look, get, look smarter. Um, I also got plastic robots, and that's always awkward when people ask about them. <laughs> like, All right, those are my toys. <laughs> uh, yes. Those are my toys.
1: I should curate a. I should have a better curated selection of books behind me that
0: make me. Oh yeah, make me seem really. You to have the stack of yearbooks, Chris. The SVG for everybody. Yeah. to have the stack of yearbooks. That's. I don't mind that's... this
1: one. I have this one. I've also never read "Built to Last: Successful yeah, yeah. Habits of Visionary Companies." So even if you know that's a good one to have back there because it makes you you know makes me yeah. think that. But does it also signal that you don't know how to build a visionary company? You know, and that you had to buy a book
0: to to help you do it. That's how I felt about my stepmom growing up. She always read parenting books, and I was like, "Do you just not know how to parent? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need so much help with this? Why do you need a book? Isn't is like someone biological anyway?" Um, uh, no, I got these books here, like the uh, engineering management one, that really cool one by Will Larson, and a bunch of these fancy ones, but never read them because paper books are hard for me. And, you know, it's like, when am I just it's that bored? I'm going to read a paper book, but maybe one day. So, really? Oh, I'm so into paper books right now. I'm ebooks, ebooks, audiobooks, ebooks, oh, audiobooks.
1: good. Everybody's different. I heard from a local bookstore guy just down the Mm -hmm. street here from me that, that, um, for his business here in Bend, Oregon pandemic, amazing. Just doubled or more his business. And they were largely to, to, I mean, you know, whatever, he's the bookstore owner. He says it was young women. It was high school girls. They'd, they'd come in here and they just wanted to buy paper books. I was like, that is unbelievable to me. And good for you, man. Way to crush it. You know, I'd love to see your bookstore. We have three book, four bookstores in in Bend. Holy cow. And one of them is Barnes & Noble. They do fine, whatever. And then the other three are pretty small. And it's not like I shop them just because they're small. But they do have like just a more warm vibe to. And I go to all
0: of them. They're just nice. It's a nice place to work sometimes. Oh, that'd be a good. We have a, our Barnes & Nobles has a weird vibe. It's like. you know, Barnes and Nobles tend to be big, like tall ceilings and stuff like that. This has that, but only in half the store. It's a weird
1: vibe. That's how ours back in Wisconsin used to be too, that like there's two floors, but only in the back area.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so it just creates this like, and then I'm, you know, there's a little Starbucks in there and, you know, and I see people there and I'm just like, why'd you come to this one? Like, (laughs) like of all the like places in Austin, cool city, we got coffee shops, baby, like, why'd you come to this one? You know, like it's, it's, uh,
1: I, also, I don't know. Yeah. Weird vibes, but people like different stuff. I go back and forth people too, like you know, different stuff. for years after moving here, we have so much good coffee here too, that I was like, why would you go to, you know, we have a couple of Starbucks. Why would you ever go to those? We have, we have good ones. And now I'm like, man,
0: i like Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> they, this is great. <laughs> Starbucks. This episode is brought to you by Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> yeah get a cup of joe get caffeine in your system starbucks starbucks <laughs> <laughs> i would love to that would be a great sponsor, why don't I think. food companies sponsor tech podcasts we have friggin money man i told
1: our advertising company i had a meeting with them this week and i said i know you 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 place industry stuff on our sites that's what you're known for that's where your contacts are I get it. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not begging you to, you know, put an ad for a Ford F-150 on my website. But let me just tell you really clearly, don't say no to Ford. You know, they come calling. Yeah. Don't say no on my behalf. People, developers, they they buy all kinds of stuff. And uh, the ad industry sucks so hard right now <laughs> that I'm like, if we could recoup some chunk of that because we have a, you know, an electric car ad or something on CodePen just let's do it
0: just serve jimmy john's ads at 11 o'clock <laughs> you <ya> dummies <laughs> like it's not freaking rocket science dude it's just we should get
1: into advertising
0: hit them really with the jimmy john's sandwich ad at 11 o'clock that's all you gotta do unbelievable
1: so that you know one thing i was going to mention about the the four hour H bomber guy video is it, one is that's amazing that it's four hours. He he has built up some trust, but clearly with us that have never heard him before, we still watched it. I think that's just amazing that it can break that you can always break the mold and that there's always this like conventional thinking of like always target this amount of time or something. Yeah, But it's just not true. If you do a great job, people will watch whatever you know, I'm always I I think Kevin does a great job on Kevin Powell on on YouTube. His video times are all over the place. Yeah, yeah, and people watch him because he's saying something interesting that people like. You know, our whole Discord was watching one of Kevin's the other day. <laughs> Remember that the like the, the grid one? The, yeah, the,
0: like you basically set up a uh, a bleed uh, break out of the container grid, right? Like you basically set up a grid, and then you have these like breakpoints inside of it and but the trick is you you name those breakpoints like you use the name function of like you do like bracket bracket content start and bracket bracket content, content end. end.
1: I, you know i never do this that's why i'm so do much, it. never and
0: then you can just say like grid area or grid row content or whatever grid column content yeah and then it'll just show up there i was like BS, right. dude. What in the world? Because I know tens? what named
1: grid areas are, but they are different when you sprinkle them into the syntax of grid template rows and grid template columns in those mm-hmm. square brackets. Those square brackets, they make it look really verbose and complicated. And it, me, I'm like, eh, I'll just, I'll break out my thing elsewhere or something. But no, he really makes a strong point that that's really useful. But like the trickiest, tricky trick trick part was that, okay, now I have, for example, a full width class. I apply the full width class and it just goes edge to edge in the browser. That's not that complicated. You do have to like swallow the red pill of I'm going to put all of my content, even just vertically stacked content on a grid. <laughs> to me, that's, I still have a hard time with that because I'm like, oh man, I'm so used to just... Putting paragraphs as a grid element, but I'm over it. I'll take it. Well, I
0: don't think it actually works out that way in real life. Like, I I just think you have like article tags that like semantic things like articles and header and things like that. And that it doesn't always work out that way. But anyway, yeah.
1: Well, I just, if you have three paragraphs on top of each other, they are now grid items and you're not no longer using margin to push them away. You're using the grid gap. And to me, somehow I'm just too old or something that weirded me out, but that's what I'm starting to get over. But then, okay, now you have one grid item that's edge to edge instead of constrained to the middle of the browser. All the content in it is edge to edge also. And I'm like, well, that sucks, because now you need an inner wrapper to push the content back in, because all you're trying to do is maybe make a big blue stripe or something across the middle of your, and now the now, you, now what are you going to do? And the trick is you just apply the same grid as you just did to the entire page to that element again. And the content just immediately just slaps back into the middle and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> it that's just, amazing.
0: It just went back to the content. Yeah. It just,
1: and then you're like, oh yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Because the width of the entire page is now the same width of that full width container. It's like
0: freaking genius. I loved it. That's such a good trick. It was a good trick. Um, and I think that was built on some other people too, who he cites in the video. And then so.
1: Exactly. Um, he credited people. How interesting. Yeah. Good job. Not plagiarism. Although that's tricky too. Not that, not to drag this out forever, but I, I can't imagine. And I've heard this sentiment from women in the industry too, that are like, yeah, they have a great idea. That's nice to be credited by some, but isn't it like, then people watch the popular guy crediting you, and then that's where the chain of credit stops. Now right, everybody right, that right, knows right, right. the trick thinks of it as the dude's tr- Kevin's trick. trick. yeah, not even though he credited trick. nicely, it's yeah. now it's Kevin's trick, not you know, Jens or whatever. You know? yeah, not saying that's happening right here and in this case or whatever, but that that um that's a thing that can happen. Yeah, I lived that because I I wanted to be a source of CSS information at CSS Tricks and showcase people and credit people and do all that. And fortunately, I don't know that there's ever. I don't think there's any particular CSS technique that was ever like that's the CSS Tricks technique. Yeah, uh, uh, which is good because I don't want credit if I didn't do box. it.
0: CSS Strix invented Flexbox, so.
1: so those days are are starting to be over. You know, I, I, now I hear people, you know, like, where'd you learn Flexbox? Flexbox Froggy, remember how that had oh, a, yeah. that had a day in the sun there. Uh, and now the the two guides from Josh are the are now the the big the big dog guides. I think he's got a new Grid Guide and a new not not less new, but still new newer. Flexbox guide. And they're highly interactive.
0: So now That's you're like, oh, one. what's
1: the thing to, you know, push all the items to the bottom right? Oh, it's, you know, you got to do justify content. End and and align items, and you like are learning that because it's interactive, which just activates a different part of your brain. I think when you, right, that's why Flexbox Froggy was so effective is that you had to do
0: work, yeah, you had to play solve a game, a puzzle, yeah. And unlike
1: Josh's, you had to write code in Flexbox Froggy to do it. And By yeah. the time you've written code, it's somehow turns into a better brain nugget.
0: I hope I think it helped me understand Flex basis, like, like. I knew I was using Flex basis, but I didn't understand how it worked. You know, so there's value, and even if you think you know it, I still don't. I don't get it. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, this thing is 25% big, <laughs> and it's sort of just a. Uh, it's very in the browser's suggestion. No, I, I bro. get it,
1: but I don't. But how does it? Do you definitely understand how everything else plays with it? No. Which one wins with their Flex basis? and under what circumstances i almost sure that you don't know because it is weird city yeah and then minwith and maxwith can factor into it too and does it win against those and then there's shorthand that affect it that you might not be aware is affecting it
0: flex 1011 or whatever crap flex yeah or grow. you just say
1: flex 25% what is that exactly doing you know yeah uh, <laughs> It is doing something specific. Yeah, the Flexbox API. You know, I mean, it gets gets more people know and use Flexbox just because it's older, and -hmm. it was so good at the time. But as an API,
0: not my favorite, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grid Uh, is good. Grid's great. Loving grid. No qualms with grid. Subgrid is out, right? Uh, Firefox got Subgrid this month. So we're we're, uh, this month. I think this oh, month. That's great. So, I thought it was a
1: little earlier, but yeah, yeah, oh, maybe it you was last. So, so good. Your, your way to success, I say. So, still haven't done it. Uh, speaking of old stuff, and and I think this question slots in nicely for us. Today. It was from Sam Beal. Sure. What's the oldest thing you have worked on? <sighs> the Oldest web thing. You know, mm. can you remember back? Like, and I feel like, I don't know, what 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 else, what other caveats? Because Sam's asking, how was it? What surprised you? What did you learn in the process? Sam's guess for you is that it was Microsoft's homepage and his guess for me was CSS Tricks. Those are definitely not the oldest things that we worked on. I'm sure we go, you know, unless Sam is asking like, what's a, like a big major, the oldest big major thing you were paid to work on? That's a different question than the first thing you ever did so i'm more interested in the first thing you ever did
0: yeah let's see the first thing i ever did i mean it was a lot of like build my own stuff you know like little php sites little uh, uh made a like a site with microsoft front page along you know that i remember building you know that and like kind of had some interactive stuff that i didn't really get but Like Glow was kind of cool. A lot of stuff I I was, but like professional work, like the first like site I like went in to work on, I'm trying to think, and I really don't have like a strong memory. I mean, the Microsoft one was wild because it was this, I had to buy a laptop from Best Buy a, a, a Windows PC so I could get into their corporate network and then I got in their corporate network and I installed Visual Studio Whoa. like not even Visual Studio Code Visual Studio and pulled down their site or cloned it and had to work on it. And it was rough, but it was, you know, it was all ASP.net and it's all this stuff. And I barely understood it, but I was, I could template in it. And so that was good enough and wow, um, learned how to build it. You know, I'd hit save. It took eight minutes because I bought a very ultra, <laughs> ultra light PC or whatever, a laptop. And so like that was very, should have bought a big rig but that's okay um but then uh yeah it was uh you know i I think that was kind of a big one you know that that asp was like pretty shocking to see and you know and everything goes through thousands of xml files to like get out you know that that was the most like shocking thing so just like wow wow interesting interesting i didn't have any uh
1: I don't know, like ins like that. I just, I don't know. I don't. I can't even remember why I would. I think it was, you know, the web existed. Now it's just like that'd be cool to have a website, mm-hmm. you know. And it was definitely the very earliest were was like band and personal site, and maybe I'll make a joke site. All WordPress. I do not. I. I, I think maybe I had like a site that was just like an HTML file and CSS files, but something about WordPress. It seemed even actually easier. Mm-hmm. Because it's this, not, you know, I knew it's a more complicated tool, but it seemed like there was like a, a path that was like, this is what you do to get your website working. Whereas it's, it's somehow more complicated or less clear that you can buy hosting and put an HTML file at some, at like where, for example, where where do you put it if you bought some web hosting, you know? Whereas WordPress is like, you put the files here. The
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah ipower.net that was it yeah
1: yeah like it seems like just an html file is simpler but i don't think so to a, a real beginner i think picking a more complicated tool that has more clear instructions on exactly what to do is simpler yeah and then i was like well and then and then i, I have all the help in the world i got plugins i got themes i got ftp to mess with files directly and yeah so the i was it was
0: wordpress for me yeah I started actually on, what did I use before? I think I had a blogger, right? Like blogger.com blogger. And then I was like, well, I'm going to like uh, uh, get off blogger because it's bad, obviously. And I installed movable type, which was kind of like in the like movable type two days. And then I upgraded to movable type multi-user instance and got my friends on it. And we had a... Uh, phpbb i think or maybe it, we didn't do phpbb but it was it was called something forum is like called the f or mm-hmm. or something like that, um but uh we had a forum php forum and then we switched over to vanilla forums which was pretty great remember um, that that
1: was it had a very smooth kind of i don't want to overuse sexy but that's the word that came to mind but it just looked better ajax yeah.
0: dude it had Ajax. It had, it had a little post that would turn yellow when you added them. It, it was very... Uh, Vanilla. spectacular. you know? Yeah. Um, it was um, like, that's where I cut my teeth, was doing these uh, movable-type things. I mean, that's written in pearl. Like, that was rough. Like yeah. You know, you get into there, and they're like, just set up your CGI bin, and it's like... Mm-hmm. sorry there has to be a special folder there's a yes you have to name a special folder called cgi bin and don't put it on the public web that's on the private side you'll you'll find that out so
1: we have bin folders all over codepen i still don't really super know what 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 does bin even mean really i know that's where we put our scripts and stuff and if i'm going to run a shell script it's probably in one of our bin folders but I'm like I don't I didn't live that life early on so I don't have that like oh yeah like does it have to be in a bin folder or has bin just did one of us make a bin folder because that's just what you do that's the, the, I
0: think it's what you do it's,
1: it's the, just well, a naming convention or does it have
0: to be bin Yeah, shell? I think it means binary but like is it really and there's usually one in a Unix environment by default and then but you're like your npm will actually your node modules folder probably has a bin folder inside of it. But um, it's yeah, <sighs> kind of. It's weird. It's weird. I have lots um, of blind spots. Let's just say. Well, it's a you know, it's it's yeah. I think it's like just this weird. You know, there are these tunnels created in the ancient times by all these neckbeard you know mm. under un uh whatever uh dwarves that lived in the mountains and they carved these ancient tunnels and they you know it's very dungeons and dragonsy and yeah now we have uh
1: shortcuts so and occasionally you know you learn something new that is actually something old and i don't know i i i was listening to the, the latest igalia podcast from our from our buds eric and brian and they uh they mentioned the base tag. Eric saw somewhere on the internet, somebody somebody posted something about how the base tag works and there was just yeah. apparently just a million comments of people being mind blown about it that apparently was in like HTML1. Like it's like the yeah. oldest thing ever in HTML. But I also was like, I I know why people don't know and understand what it is because A, it's not that useful and B, it's a huge foot gun and C, it's just, yeah, I, I, foot gun I guess covers it, but it's just very dangerous. Like, just don't use it like I you shouldn't use it because it's not a good plan like I'm sure it has right. some pretty specific stuff but like you're gonna regret it if you think you're like I don't know saving some characters or something by using the base tag. it affects every html request at, at all of them on your entire page it's like you, I don't I'm glad people don't know about it like don't use that. I mean, I'm not glad about ignorance, but you know what I mean. Like,
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a, if you opt into this, you have hijacked how the browser works and so now, are you prepared to suffer the consequences? So.
1: Put it in a pen on CodePen and see what happens. It's not going to be good. It's not a good one,
0: yeah.
1: No, it's going to affect all the stuff that we need to do to make your pen work, because now good. it can't hit CodePen anymore. It's hitting wherever your base thing is going, or at least for the relative tags. I don't know, it's not, yeah, anyway, I don't know why, well, I think I just listened to it this morning on my drive to the office, so it was top of mind, but.
0: No, it's kind of funny, like, yeah, it's, there's some stuff that's good, uh, or we, you know, it's like sushi, right, like, eating raw fish, that's awful, but then you do it, and it's great, you know, but then there's like, uh, but you don't eat the, you know, you can eat blowfish, you know, but most people don't, because it could kill you, so. (laughs) only eat it if it's been prepared a certain way so Uh, not everything we don't use is cool by default
1: well let's 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 break a record here and do three questions. We got to do one from Simi DeClerc. He's uh, the number one question writer in her. Probably the number one
0: question asker here on the Shop Talk show. We appreciate you, of course. Um,
1: What are your thoughts on testing? Like what's testing like on CodePen and Luro and large pizza company websites and, and stuff like that? We don't have an hour to get into this, but I thought I could give you a quick overview. Of of some of the ways you think of testing. Now this is a little cliche, but bear with me. There tends to be like a triangle of testing where the wide base of the triangle, wherever you think of it as the top or the bottom, is unit tests, which are like, call this function with these parameters. Did you know the number three spit out like I think it should? Good. Those are pretty darn important and they're pretty easy to write and you probably should have a ton of them and we have an absolute ton of them at CodePen. But, you know, it's not just, it could be for your Ruby code or your Python code or your JavaScript code or whatever. Can't really do that with front-end code though, you know, you can't say, does this, I mean, I don't know, I I guess you kind of can, but people don't really think of that, like open this HTML file and is there an H1 in here that says, Dave, then true. it's not really a test that you see that often. Usually when you're thinking of testing the front end, you've automatically left unit testing land and are now into integration testing land because the website needs to spin up. You spin up the website and check for actual behavior in there. Now, what's confusing sometimes about this is you can still write like a test that has assertions that kind of look like a unit test assertions, but... They are they're different in nature. I like a good integration test because the fact that your website has to spin up for it to pass means that there's a bunch of implied testing. Like if the website doesn't spin up, well, then your test isn't going to pass. And now you have an implied test that your website spins up. And that's pretty good. They also tend to be slow and flaky, which means don't have at tons and tons and tons of them. That usually puts integration tests at the tip of the pyramid. You know, less of them is good. But it's integration tests. But it's also kind of what do they call it? like what do they call real world tests or whatever like end to end. That's almost what yeah. you call that at the at the tip. Integr- integration test tests like just more than one thing. So if you're testing like three functions, that's kind of like an integration test because it's not you're not just testing this small tiny little unit of something. You're testing how things integrate with each other. And I think of APIs as heavily in this territory. Like you're testing a function and that function calls an API, then you're, that's an integration test thing because you're testing how systems interact with each other. At CodePen, we have all three of these kind of tests, um, but I think the most valuable ones are probably those ones in the middle. The integration tests. So we've just had so much trouble with end-to-end tests over the years that we can you know, we kind of go on and off of having them. I do like them. I do encourage them. These are tools like Cypress or you know using Playwright or or Puppeteer and, and stuff like that, and having an expectation library on top of them. They're cool. It's just man, you gotta somebody's really got to care about and maintain those things cuz they will degrade and they will cause problems less so i find than integration and unit tests that are a little more deterministic they're like they're going to return the same value if you run it a thousand times so i know that was pretty vague but that's the the classic pyramid answer
0: yeah no i mean uh, we end up doing the bit most of the same stuff we could probably use more end to end. We really don't have much. Um so can you uh, log
1: in? Can you sign up for pro? Can you, you know, those are pretty that's we those usually are do that
0: through like you know, you know, it, it's different when like you are like a like like you need to make sure the user can do that, right? But like you can do some of it like in a unit test, like where your function like your login endpoint calls a function called login and you test login like and and i i think of it as inputs and outputs you know and and the verbiage in test frameworks is pretty great it's like you know it's usually like it like if i give this a bad string you know i expect it to give me a 404 or 403 or something like that like i I, like you say if i give us this input i expect this output and i feel like that's a pretty great like yeah way to think about testing is just you know if you have an if statement in your code that's a great place for a test man you know like like if i give the this input with this weird you know category that i'm doing something about i expect this output um yeah. i do not get into like snapshot testing where like you like uh, you like spit out Dom and then you like try to match the Dom and stuff like that I know people mm-hmm. like to do that we don't do that I, I feel like that's a foot gun personally but it that's... can be
1: because then you're less critical of of what comes out like if it fails you're like well then just update the test oh it's passing again oh good you're mm, like I fixed oh, it. you weren't that critical of why it failed to begin with although I I I don't know I have a little nuanced thoughts on it a little bit uh, we do a little bit of snapshot testing in not the DOM so much as what did a processor do, because we have a lot of processing of code that happens on CodePen. So we might have right. a very complex set of inputs that we run through processing and then deep test the output because it, you know, so the assertion then isn't simple. The assertion isn't did the number 3 come out the assertion is did thousands of lines of code identically match thousands of other lines of code yeah that's a really baller test that you cannot hand maintain and thus you need some kind of snapshot to deal with it
0: i i like that like if i had a thing that was like spit out a csv or something i would want it to be snapshotted against like the SCSV snapshot I already have, you know? Um, right. And then I expect Vue to have snapshots for V4 to make sure that when I run V4, it always spits out a for loop of every item in my V4, you know? that That's yep. what I would... I would expect the the higher level abstraction that I'm using to, to have a snapshot, but... For me, always, not always, but. I like it. I, I do like to, sh- I think of this regularly
1: as Alex Fimian's from the old Discord's thoughts on testing. I think he's got a blog post about this we could put somewhere about yeah. how it's not so much like don't think of your tests so much like these are unit, these are integration, these are end end or any other category. Think of them intentionally. Like what, why are you writing this test? What is the intention of what it's testing? Who cares what category it's in? you need to care about why you're writing the test and then use whatever tool you need to do to test it. So it's almost like an intentionality buckets rather than some kind of category of tests, you know, like worry less about that and more about what you're trying to do. I always like that thinking at least.
0: It's not always how it plays out in every company or whatever, but it's a cool thought. I think we did it, Dave. Yep. Here, I put in a link here in the show notes. Alex. thoughts on testing. So there it is. Uh, good posts. Good posts. So well, thank you, dear listener, for downloading this. You probably catch your shows, our shows. Be sure star, favorite up, and visit our sponsors. What and Starbucks. Decker. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh, and then head over to uh, Mastodon. Uh, you can follow us there. And then head over to the uh, Shop Talk Discord Patreon dot com slash Shop Talk Show. Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say?
1: Well, dot com.